0: Thanks for listening everyone. Enjoy the show.
1: Nerd, he's a nerd. To the nerd
0: show. Nerd podcast radio. we all nerds, We're all nerds. Up, cause here we go. Radio. Welcome everybody to the nerd podcast. Studio. Welcome, everybody, to the Nerd Podcast Radio. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian. I'm joined by David the... How about the third? Hey, everybody. It's just the two of us this morning. Um, so we have a topic planned to do an either or type game. We're going to start calling these games either or, um, we did serious or silly before, but this time we are, we picked a really great way to do this, but first,
1: uh, but first we're going to play everyone's favorite game. What's nerdy with you, the duo edition, where we take turns talking about the nerdy things we've done over the past couple of weeks. And we don't vote because there's only two of us and that would be stupid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We both win today. The widgets yes. are just gonna be confused. Yeah. Well, they're
1: still on strike. So.
0: um I you know what? Since there's only two, I'll go first and just sure. we'll just take turns with one at a time because I'm sure we, we, we always have more than one when there's two of us for some strange reason. I've got some. I good got ones, yeah. new, I got new glasses. I noticed. And I got I, I, I was really anxious because my other ones were falling off. Like I would like have a piece of paper on the table and just nod my head down to read it and my glasses would pop. Off. That's how bad those frames were. Mm-hmm. And I I had a strange experience with the glasses. I had a adjacent nerdy experience. So my eye doctor came out with me, picked out a pair of glasses and was like try these on and i did and i was like those are perfect and she was like you're gonna you're gonna try more and i was like nah i I don't know those are perfect but they made me try more because you know satisfaction and all that and then i ended up picking the first ones we tried and then i was talking with the (laughs) i was talking with the um opticians after Mm. and they told me that the eye doctor used to be an optician and prides herself on picking the glasses that are perfect for the customer. The first try. Love it. And like nerds out on it every single time. And, and it was so funny because I was like, "Now you picked out the right ones. But she, apparently she prides herself on that. But she still mm. says, try other ones because I don't want you to blame me if you don't like them. Right. No, um, I get that. I get that. That's good. But I, I was very anxious about getting my glasses. And they, I called them. They told me that they would check the back. They had them. They said they had to check the glasses. they called me back and said they're scratched. And I went, oh, oh no, no, I need glasses so bad. And they were like, you can have them and then we'll give you the ones that aren't scratched when we replace them. And I said, great. Is there an extra charge for that? And they said, no. Nice. So they so got the floor model. And the scratches are like, the scratches like imperceptible. Mm. It's just they didn't want to sell me a pair of stri- when you spend that much money.
1: Absolutely. What about you? I, well, uh, I had several things happen this last couple of weeks. Uh, first off, this weekend is BlizzCon for Are you know you lifting the veil. BlizzCon? No, I'm not. I'm not going. Oh. To no, 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 no. But. There are some members of my WoW guild that are going to BlizzCon. and came into town uh, at the beginning of the week, and I got to hang out with some people I've only known online from the other side of the country, which was awesome. Uh, we went to a uh, we went to a, a a murder mystery dinner on Halloween night, which was awesome. We have a nice a nice fancy meal at an Italian restaurant. There's a, literally a three act play that happens right in front of us. Oh, that that we that's get cool. Involved. Oh, it was it was great. That's the, really the cool. killers ended up sitting at our table. <laughs>
0: We both know someone who used to work for Blizzard, huh? Back in they they left in twenty twenty the the old community manager. I've known
1: several people that worked at Blizzard, but yeah,
0: but yeah, but Brandy specifically is who yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah,
1: I've known Brandy. Uh, I've known I knew a couple of people that worked in QA for there. I've known uh-huh. I've known I've known three or four people that worked at Blizzard.
0: Is it where is the office? Uh Irvine. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It's so centrally located. Yeah, well, we used to just meet Blizzard people a lot at. Co- Mm. Yeah.
1: Well, at least in the QA side, Blizzard used to have a huge QA department. They employed hundreds of people.
0: Yeah. Um, I do have an old nerdy story about Brandy. Um, Brandy was the first character I, I ever perma-killed in a... Um, <laughs> <cat-basket> <laughs> game.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. And it fun. was Bonekeep. Oh, wow. Okay. That's the place to do it.
0: Yeah. She said she had fun.
1: I still- yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Bone keep lives up to his name. It it, it keeps your bones. Yeah, so have we well, yeah,
0: lots of stories about Bone Keep, but that, yeah. that's another so, topic. So that's what I did on Halloween. Wow, that cool. that's cool. I, I love theater. I love that specific kind of theater is always really cool. Oh, it was, it's so much it, more intimate.
1: Oh, it was so good. It was great. <laughs>
0: I, I've never had it happen, but one of these days I want a flash theater to happen around me. I know it happens, but I've never had it happen. I live in a good city for it, I think. Yeah, you do. Indeed. Uh, uh, yeah. What else you got? Uh, I got my Pathfinder Remaster books. Nice. They look all right. Um, the class I currently play in Pathfinder Second Edition is not in there yet. They're, they're going to do another player core. They're going to do like a advanced player or something like that. But they took Alchemist out of the core classes. Which is probably a good call because it's complicated. Makes sense. One of the things Pathfinder 2E did with Alchemist that made it really hard for me to get used to was in first edition, Alchemist made things that were just based on spell lists. It was just a a reflavored spellcaster. Yep. In second edition, you're actually making the items from the treasure table. Okay. So you have to keep track of something completely different. And once I got the hang of it, I realized how versatile they are in a role-playing game. It's like, oh, we need acid, I have that we need electrical i have that you need something to breathe underwater i have that it's just really really versatile more versatile than a wizard but not as powerful it's like the versatility class
1: makes sense yeah it's a, it's always been a fun a fun uh, universal both blasting and buffing class
0: yeah. Yeah. My, my favorite thing is how in Pathfinder second edition, there's the weaknesses and resistances and it's like the class that's made for that, even though they have another class that's specifically made for that. <laughs> um, what was your next thing? And you had a few,
1: um, what else, what, uh, what else did I do this? Oh way? yeah. I, um, I got, uh, some new, uh, nerdy t-shirts. I got a, a Godzilla shirt. That's great. I got a, uh, supernatural t-shirt. That's the, the standard line, uh, is it a, a driver picks the music shotgun? Checks oh, that's cake cool. Home? Yeah, I got the one of those. Uh I bought uh I got a third one that's just a picture of a really cool brown bear and I'm in a like a, a leaf design. It looks really cool. It's good art. Uh yeah. And then uh, I've been watching the announcements for the new uh, WoW stuff coming out that are coming from BlizzCon. So it's the next, you know, three expansions have been announced and they're leaking a whole but they're talking about all the quality of life improvements they're making to the game. So it's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: Anything like legit exciting or does it just yeah. seem Yeah?
1: They're bringing fully, they're going to make guilds able to be cross round. so you're not going to be stuck with the people that are only on your server. You'll be able to play with people on other servers. Interesting. Yeah. At least you'll be able to have the community together, so you won't have to all be on the same specific server to be in, in the community. Interesting. Well, it helps for people that have a lot of alts. Like myself, I've got 35 characters on five different servers I've got. <laughs> i know people that have way more than i do <laughs> so it's a uh, it's it's uh, lots of quality of life uh share big shared banks you're able to keep stuff in centralized locations and just a lot of little quality of life improvements that people have been talking about for years oh cool. yeah it should be a lot of fun
0: um my i think i only have like one more um no two um i made um i i played a Minecraft mod pack called Vault Hunters, which a YouTube personality named Iskal eighty five, someone we Heather and I both watch a lot, mm-hmm. um, was the executive developer on and it changes Minecraft into a roguelike. And it's fun. But the big thing I like about it is you're still playing Minecraft. It doesn't just change it into another game, it adds stuff to it. It it there's a game that came out a while back called Minecraft Dungeons that I was really disappointed with because it's it's basically a weak diablo 2 but with minecraft characters yeah and this vault hunters thing is exactly what i wanted that game to be so it's been fun it it it's an adjustment though because i had to switch my mindset from exploration and building to full on really difficult pve with like time limit vault runs and it they've put a lot of work into it and they've been working on it for years so it's been fun to play every once in a while um i i like it and then my last one was also minecraft related so i'll just share it real quick i'm Mm -hmm. working on setting up a building competition on the server i play on okay and it's going to be called iron builder it's iron chef but with building stuff in minecraft and there's a secret ingredient what's the secret ingredient I can't share it yet because we haven't. I haven't set up the signups yet, and they don't know what the secret ingredient is before they build. And I have a feeling that people that listen to this um, are people on that server who will participate in the contest. So,
1: see what you do is you then pull you pull the old uh, the the one of the oldest tricks in the scroll. There is no secret ingredient. <laughs> I just say it. To make I, it I sound think special. that we
0: can't even share it behind the paywall because some of the people who'd be <laughs> participating in the contest that's are fine, That's fine.
1: That's fine. That's fine. I just. That's funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. You n- just give a reaction. I'm going to tell you what the first secret ingredient is in chat. Okay. And then you just, you just emote a reaction. This should be good. All right.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's going to be fun. All yeah. Right. Um, anything else? No, that was, that was pretty much it. It was a, it was a big busy week for me. Like I said, I had friends from out of town come in got to did something on Halloween. It was, it was a long, was uh, a, a, a long week.
0: Cool. We had one set of trick or... No, we had two sets of trick or treaters and we told them we weren't doing it. Nobody no. egged us. Did you have your lights on? No. We had hmm. the inside lights on... But we had them set to like ten percent, hmm. and we didn't have our porch light on.
1: Then I wonder why you had trick or treaters. And
0: weird. we didn't put a sign up. Yeah, that's it. weird. Normally they don't. Normally you don't knock on dark houses. We we just decided we can't do it because the dogs just go crazy, and it's just fair you, enough. Yeah. yeah, and locking them up doesn't seem fair. No, I get that. My we,
1: dad said we only got like twenty five kids or something like that over the course of the night. He was here. I wasn't here. I was at the murder mystery. So
0: we have done the thing where we put the bowl out with the sign that says just take one. Yeah. And we set the alerts So if someone approaches the ball, our phones go off and we can look at the camera. And if they take more than one, we can yell at them and it's fun.
1: (laughs) 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 They're not expecting anyone to be there to watch. I love it.
0: Mark Rober and Jimmy Kimmel did a just recent video where they pranked kids taking more than one from the leave it bowl. And that was pretty good. They even did one where police sirens went off. That's pretty good. So our topic today is, like I said, similar to when we played Sillier serious but we're doing another either or we're going to call this topic segment either or we'll do these every once in a while today it will be love or hate and the way this works listeners um and i'm going to explain it for both of us because even though we figured this out before the show we're going to fuck it up i'm pretty sure i mean oh, when I don't when, when, I, do, I, we not, like, when do we not when do we not myself there fuck yeah. it up fuck when it up like, when, when do we not hate.
1: fuck it up yes
0: so um i'm going to explain it we will take turns saying love or hate to each other the other person will say love or hate they they won't say love or hate they'll say one or the other of those two options and then the original person who asked love or hate will then ask a question about something that person loves or something that person hates, depending on what they chose. Simple. <laughs> All right. It's like truth or dare, but nobody's taking their top off. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll, I, should, I should put on more clothing then. Didn't you take your top off when we played when we played sillier stuff, I this. I think so. I don't
1: remember. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me.
0: So um,
1: love or hate. We'll start out easy. I'll go love. That's harder. Hate's okay. easy. Fine. Hate's easier.
0: No, no, ask love, love's fine. I'll ask a love question. Um <laughs>
1: <doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo>.
0: <laughs> trying to get creative here. <sighs> okay, let's make it hard on you. <laughs> What is something you liked about D&D 4th Edition? How quickly we were able to forget it existed. <laughs> I'm going to add to the conversation here and say, I really did like the minion system and I've used it in other games. Uh, okay.
1: I don't, I never got familiar enough with it.
0: <laughs> I, I've watched, I, I only played a little bit of it and mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy how complicated combat was because of the cooldowns and shit they turned it into a tactical fighting yeah. game it yeah. wasn't a
1: D&D game anymore it was a miniatures fighting game um, the only thing missing was actual cards that you would collect to be able to do all your abilities you already needed index cards to write everything on to write everything down so you would be able to know what you were doing what you could do every round what you could do per encounter what you could do per day how many. Any uh, second wins you had because if you got healed by somebody you didn't actually get healed by anybody all they did was let you use one of your second wins which healed you it was stupid the whole system
0: was terrible <laughs> it was pretty bad and i but i wanted to ask because it's like i i've watched i'm trying i'm looking through my phone trying to find it but i can't find it i, I mean if I, I can mean, find it later i'll bring I mean, it up but the, there's the a youtuber th- who did a thing on Hmm. where he basically said D fourth edition wasn't great but there were good things in it and he like walked people through those things and how to use them and mm-hmm. it's like i'm not a fan of everything in fifth edition but i've stolen th- some stuff from it hmm. okay fair enough
1: but uh yeah the other thing i liked about fourth edition was how few books there were for it
0: <laughs> i didn't yeah. have to wait we didn't waste a lot of money <laughs> i think the big thing that soured me to it was star wars saga was how disappointed oh. i was oh god i
1: so bad. So easy to break SAG Edition. So easy. <laughs> Level one, I can have plus 20 to use the force check.
0: What would have... I mean, I don't that know was, what would have made it a good game because it was just so poorly thought out. They tried
1: to take the role-playing out of the tabletop role-playing game. They wanted to make a miniatures combat game that would be something that was exciting and relatively quick paced to keep the attention of all the people playing mobile games yeah. and MMOs because they were trying to tap into that audience. There was and a thing it failed
0: miserably. There was a thing I saw about it that um was another like mistake they made with it. The entire goal of making 4th edition was to have digital tools tied to it to make it easier to play. And they wanted to make it more like a video game at the table, like with people having their laptops, and that didn't work out. And I've been watching some stuff on some of the Hasbro plans for D&D, and they're trying to do it again. They're trying to make digital tools at the table and make that the main way to play. That's scary stuff, because they made the mistake with fourth edition oh it was
1: yeah i honestly i i we weren't sure they were going to survive the how bad fourth edition was how almost universally loathed fourth fourth edition was and when they did the buyback of all the three five books to force you to buy fourth edition it just alienated their player base even further
0: what was that? The buyback of all 3.5 books. I remember that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they went to uh, all the game stores uh, that had oh, 3.5 wow. books and said, You have to sell us your 3.5 books back, or else we're not going to let you carry our products anymore.
0: Oh, my God.
1: That's bad. So that's why the 3.5 books became so scarce, is because Wizards of the Coast bought them all back and destroyed most of them. Wow. I had
0: a huge 3.5 collection. Yeah. And gave
1: them all to Mikey. The secondary market on those you're getting two or three times face value well that's cool i'm yeah. glad i was able because to they're so goddamn rare nowadays because yeah uh wizards of the coast decided when when fourth edition came out that they were going to try and blanket the market and not let anything else get sold I if wonder you want to play our game you have to, to find, play this one
0: i wonder how hard it is to find fourth edition books nowadays because i know there's a following there's people who've like house ruled it into a reasonable game but yeah sure
1: There are followings for all kinds of crazy things.
0: Have you ever played some of the um, parody games like Hackmaster? No. Where they took first edition power gaming and turned it into a game with a rulebook this thick?
1: No, I haven't played it. (laughs) Yeah. I played. It, I played some GURPS. I played uh, a little. I did character creation for Big Eyes, Small Mouth. I've done. I've played a bunch of D twenty Modern. I played a lot of Three Five. I played a lot of Fifth Edition. I've played a lot of Pathfinder.
0: What did you? Uh, well What well, can you tell me about Big Eyes, Small Mouth? I've heard of it, but I've never uh, played it or anything. I know it's, it's an anime game.
1: Yeah, it's you're you're basically making an, a character from an anime, and you can choose what type of protagonist you want to be. You know, you want to be this the it's 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 like it's almost like building a superhero, but you're building an anime protagonist. And depending on what the stories you're going to do, you'll either you know be a, have superpowers or be you know a martial arts master. Or it's it's all dependent on the game you're going to play. And it it has an interesting character creator because there's a lot of randomization tables for stuff.
0: Oh, the company that made Guardian. Uh, Bay- guy's small mouth was the same company that made the 3.5 um um Game of Thrones game. Okay. I believe it. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the character creation was... Uh, unfortunately with Big eyes, Small Mouth, it, it's it's very dependent on your game master, and when we started playing, uh, the majority of the fun we had was with the character creator. We played one actual session, and it didn't go very well. So... It's funny. Yeah.
0: Alright, your turn.
1: Uh, Alright, Brian, uh, love or hate? Love. Okay. Uh, hmm, this is a hard question.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I liked the challenge way of Doing it where, mm-hmm. like, ask the person, tell me something you love about this thing I know you hate. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: that is a really good goddamn question. Um, something you love, something you love, something you love, something you love.
0: Oh, I'm having a real hard time with this. Um, you want we narrow it down to cinema or something? No, no, it's fine. no um, playing games? or. No, no, I'm curious. Um, What's your favorite anime? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Golden Boy is way up there. I don't think I've ever laughed any harder. Okay. I watched I've never been able to find this again, but, um, I had some friends have a DVD for something called The Irresponsible Captain Tyler that I really, really like. I've heard of it. I've never actually seen it. Though. and it reminded me of Golden Boy, um, you know, um goofy, incompetent captain who always seems to succeed, regardless of what's going on. Um, last comedy or no, that's not true. I like fairy tale a lot. Um, except for the fan service episodes, they're not interesting at all. It, they, actually, I I think I like them in an ironic way because I realize how ridiculous they are. Because yeah. it's like the water park episode for no reason. Yeah, um, exa-
1: yeah. But all anime back then did that. For, did that at least one episode.
0: There was an anime I saw on Hulu that I really want them to do a season two of. Let me look it up real quick because it was really really good and most people hadn't heard of it. Um, anime. It was called Bo Fury. I don't want to get hurt. So I'll max out my defense. I, that sounds familiar, but, um, I don't don't know. Season two is coming out this year in January. Um, but it was, um, they play this video game where they go into it like with virtual reality goggles and this girl decides i don't want to get hurt so i'm just putting all my points in defense and it like ends up being the secret recipe for making an unbeatable character that ends up with everything interesting and it's just really fun i liked it i like that it's a isekai kind of game but she's not trapped in the game she's just playing it
1: mm. okay
0: interesting very interesting i i mean i've seen I've seen... I- you know what? You know I don't watch a lot of anime, but I have seen Attack on Titan and some of those. Are, but I think yeah, my those are like the ones that really pop into my head when I think of ones I really like. Like I really liked uh, Fairy Tale because it's similar to like D and D parties. I really liked um, Golden Boy is the first one I think of for really, really, really enjoyed it because it, it was one of the first animes I ever saw, and wow. yet I really, really, really enjoyed it
1: because it's not even a traditional anime. It's just, it's actually just an OVA. It's a original. It's original uh, uh, video series
0: yeah what's the um what's the one where the the boy turns into a girl when he gets wet ronmo one-half i'd seen that around the same time too yeah but it wasn't one of my favorites. It was just one of the ones I saw around the same time. I, I lived in an apartment for a little while, and my neighbors were really into anime and they introduced me to a lot of things. So they were basically okay. like, You need to watch this and you need to watch this. And a lot of the stuff they showed me is kind of obscure because they were really into anime. <laughs>
1: gotcha. Okay. Okay.
0: Fairy tale is something I found later. Um, because I saw a meme and the meme made me laugh really hard and it made me want to watch the show. It was one of those fairy tales summed up in one line type of thing. And I was like, that's funny. It was the, um, they meet the spirit dragon. It's like, I will not help any human. Or answer any questions. I am 9,000 years old and Lord of the Spirit Dragons and humans may not interact with me. But I'm a cat. Very well then. It all started 2,000 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah. And it just that made me really, really like Fairy Tale. So love or hate. Uh we'll go hate this time. All right, hate. Um, I wanna know what are I, I'm trying not to get because I I know if I talk about Star Wars sequels, it tends to spiral into just everything sucks. It's depends. And losing the losing the um expanded universe and turning it into legends and all that. And
1: um well, I I understand why Disney did it. I still don't agree with it. Yeah. They did it because now they can cherry pick from it and use whatever they want that think is cool.
0: Yeah. And they could also they 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 created new canon expanded universe and because there was so much that it was hard to add to it. That's what I'm
1: saying. They they, they got rid of the old expanded yeah. universe, they made their own, and then they just cherry pick from the stuff that's already written to make whatever they want that they think is cool. Which, whatever. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna... Let's go simple. Sure. Um, out of the original trilogy, mm-hmm. which character could have just been not in it? Mm. What particular is a character that was character. useless yeah. and ridiculous? It doesn't have to be a main character. You could go the easy way and pick some obscure character that wasn't useful for the story but like if if star wars the original trilogy trilogy was missing a character how would that character just not have you know it would have happened the same way anyway if that character wasn't there i kind of think there might be a right answer to this oh yeah yeah. Okay. I have an idea
1: in my mind. I would say you could actually get rid of Boba Fett completely, and it really wouldn't have had much of a uh, effect on the storyline. Yeah, you could have worked other things in there to get the story where it needed to go.
0: Because they would have gotten caught at Cloud City anyway, probably. Yeah. I just the the whole the, the opening up the whole
1: that that whole thing with the bounty hunters and everything is yeah, it was a way to further the story and to add more characters and create more conflict with it to take it directly out of the Empire's hand. You know, these guys are working for the Empire. They're not the Empire themselves. But
0: yeah, And Boba Fett is one of those
1: characters that he has six lines was, in the
0: original trilogy. He six. was popular because he looked cool and he was yeah.
1: mysterious. He had six lines in the original trilogy and one of them is ah, ah!
0: <laughs> Did they Wilhelm him? No.
1: No. Okay. At least I don't think I don't think so. But yeah, uh, he had literally six lines of dialogue and one of them was a scream.
0: <laughs> um I would say um Wicket probably didn't need to be in it.
1: Yeah, that's another good answer. I was yeah. I was thinking along those lines as well, but I mean, mm, yes and no, because without the Ewoks, Leia would never have been found. Because. Unless Luke was using, uh, would rely on his connection to the Force to find her or something, which well, I mean, would be a way to have... do it.
0: But they would have had to search a lot harder. You'd still have the Ewoks because they would get caught in the net and get pulled to the Ewoks, and then they'd see three three PO and worship him. And
1: no, no, I'm I'm not saying the rest of the party would have got. Yeah. Gone. I'm saying Leia would still be lost out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> she took off with hardly even a backpack on. (laughs)
0: yeah i've been into i'm not going to be able to tell you who because i can't i don't i can't think of the channel name but i've been watching um I've been listening to um a bunch of Star Wars What if fan fiction and they're they're just great. Mm. I, I was sort of audiobook starved and doing something like this for short periods. That would have been my, my probably should have shared that as a nerdy thing because I've been doing that a lot lately. Mm. <laughs> my favorite one so far was um What if Anakin was never discovered? Interesting. He becomes a professional pod racer. And yeah. it's like NASCAR.
1: It, he, he's it was, the Ricky Bobby of... Uh... It's
0: such a great story because he gets married to another orphan on Tatooine. But he ends up becoming so famous that he ends up living on Alderaan. And him, um, him and um, his wife and his daughter, because his daughter just came of age, they go to vid- visit J- Uncle Jabba because Jabba was his sponsor and they were close with him. And... When they go to visit Jabba, Alderaan blows up and his oh son God. is killed. Oh, my God. Um, but the whole, like, how he's involved in the story is he's just a rich guy giving money to the rebels. That's funny. I love yeah. It. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I really like what the author did with Jabba in this story because Jabba basically has becomes a more benevolent, a benevolent, ben, benevolent, benevolent, um, mob boss because of how impressed by Anakin he is, and he ends up like being his dad. He also throws Watto in the Sarlacc pit. It's a pretty good story because Watto gets angry about the sponsorship and sabotages Anakin and like tries to kill him, and then, uh, um, what is it? Jabba burns Watto's wings off and throws him in the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, I would really. Enjoy, I thought that was a really, really clever story. There were That's there's an a interesting lot idea. Of others, I like it. But I really like that one. Like, what if he was never discovered and he just and, and they oh. never really go into the Force with him, other than he's just a really good pod racer
1: yeah that's see there's a a graphic novel series dark horse put out called star wars tales which is a bunch of short stories little novellas that all take place in the star wars universe and some of them were really really good
0: (laughs) is that the the series where darth vader has a white suit uh i think there's
1: one story that he has a white suit on yeah yeah but uh, uh one of my favorites from that is uh skippy the jedi droid skippy the what the Jedi droid. So the I R, I
0: don't know if I've seen that one.
1: Okay. So the R5 unit that was in the, uh, that was in the, uh, the, the sand crawler that was met with, uh, that that the uh, 3PO and R2 D2 were sucked into by the Jawas on Tatooine. He was uh was a possessor of the soul of a Jedi master that died in his near the using the force ability, he manifested himself inside the droid, and the droid was able to use the uh, use the force and see the future. And so when he got chosen instead of R2 by Uncle Owen, he saw the future of the universe getting doomed because R2 D2 had the plans they needed to get to the rebellion, and this Uncle and Luke. Skywalker was the only hope they had of doing it. He uh he blew his own motivator, thus killing himself to ensure that the that the destiny of R2D2 would be fulfilled. Oh my god, that's great. Skippy the Jedi
0: droid. <laughs> they they did that in from a certain point of view, I think, too. It's possible. From a certain point of view is where um it's the stories from Obi-Wan's perspective after he enters the Force. <laughs> okay all right your turn all right so love or hate uh or my turn or it's your
1: turn turn, love or hate
0: you didn't oh yeah true um let's go hate
1: okay what is one video game that you've played that you'll never play again et atari okay um
0: it i mean they're buried somewhere that's how bad they are atari buried them no one knows where they ended up Um, that's the first one that popped in my head because it's awful. Um,
1: yeah, but it's not necessarily something that you specifically hate.
0: Yeah. I mean, what you played it. what Twice? i have really vivid right, memories of enough. trying to figure out that game when i was little okay um it, it felt so dumb it was just like wasting my time and it sat in my cartridge collection for like a really long time and i'd be like maybe i'm missing something and i'm plug it in and play it again and i'm like nope it's bad <laughs> <laughs> okay okay um think of a game that i hate that that that's the the the, the one that really pops into my head because i tend to be pretty forgiving about things um all right, let's go through all the consoles and PC games. I, gosh, it's hard to find a game I hate because I think I I don't gravitate towards the, those kind of games. Cause I think I'm not a, cause I've had fun playing the kind of games I don't like to play, but I don't really get them. But like any kind of war game, I'll play it with friends at a, console, but I've never really gotten into it. But yeah, it's E.T. E.T. sucked. It was just it was unplayable. It was a piece of crap game. They're buried in a desert somewhere. It's really hilarious. You know, there's probably an arcade game that I really hated. Um, I severely dislike playing Frogger in the arcade. It was so freaking hard and I felt like a quarter waster. The arcade, I'm going super retro here. For yeah, sure. Yeah, you are. Very, very retro. That's okay. I like that kind of thing. I'm, I'm still, you know, like when I was in when I was in my 20s I had an Atari 5800 and I I'm going to get the numbers wrong it was the one that was the really good one after the 2600 the
1: 5200
0: uh, 50 something yeah
1: 5200 which is
0: 5200 the- it was the one that had the option to play games at the high at the same bit rate as Nintendo, where you could play like a bit game, like I had Tecmo Bowl. It might have
1: been in. the. It might have been the seventy-two or so. I don't know. I don't know the Atari lineup very well. I yeah. didn't start actually video gaming. I had a neighbor that had a Nintendo an NES. That was the first time I could play video. I didn't own a console until Sega Genesis in the mid nineties.
0: Wow. I my last console was an NES. I I stuck really hard to retro as far as that, and um, I actually do spend a lot of time on my PC playing mods of like roms of like castlevania and stuff i I really really like those games a lot um i haven't gone back and played a lot of the atari stuff but there were a few atari games i really liked like i really like submariner excite bike was a nintendo game i really hated because of i never got the hang of it <laughs> yeah it was hard it's not that i hated; it i just didn't play because i never knew how <laughs> If you pick a game that I liked but I love hated was probably Spy Hunter. Okay. Because it was a really fun game, but it just went on forever. <laughs> I love the music. Yeah, no, it's great. That it was, it was a fun one. Oh, it just popped up in Discord, was it? It was
1: Brent. Brent saying he was at a con. Oh no, there's another one. Uh-huh. Uh, your buddy. Oh, is
0: you the... posted to general. Oh, okay. I I, I said wow, that's I did. Crazy. I
1: said I did. I that. thought
0: you posted to host of mods. I didn't realize you posted general. Cool. That that well, why
1: not why not I mean it's a little late now but yeah um
0: okay anyway back to the show um yeah um yeah they yeah E T for sure it I don't know why I went so retro but I think I I just I play so little video games nowadays that I I haven't really found ones I really hated um, fair enough I burn out on games really fast and that's probably why all right love or hate love oh um all right. Um, Name a character from an anime that you um, had any kind of like crush or attraction on.
1: Uh, First one was uh, 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 the major from uh, A Ghost in the Shell. Awesome. Uh, the second one—that's the right answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, the second one was um um oh uh, Makoto from uh from uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion.
0: All right, I look that one up.
1: I watched I think it, I think, I don't I think her name's anything. Makoto. I think her name's Makoto. I don't remember. the the chick that ends up being like Shiji's guardian—I don't remember. I think her name's Makoto. I honestly don't remember. I'm the worst with names. Misato. Masato, that was it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: That was it. I knew it was I was miss something. All right, yeah. She was she was my second my second crush. And then third was Faye Valentine. Because I mean I was a teenage boy who wouldn't like faye valentine (laughs) yeah i love how much i surprised you with that question it was a little out of left field yes Uh, that's a good one though i mean that's the thing about anime though especially when you're introduced as a kid it's you you can't help but but find yourself attracted to what you're attracted to i I
0: saw i saw the movie Core world around that age which that movie was not rated the age i was when i saw it (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's like the first time I saw Total Recall when I was like twelve. I was like, "Oh, hello." <laughs> I maybe wish I had three hands. Two
0: weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: movie. Love them Love that movie. Stupid. Stupid movie. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, your turn, Brian. Lover hate. Hey, all right. Which of your co? No, I'm kidding. That's a joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Ooh. Okay. It's because she's short. <laughs> I, I only have one co-host. I could answer that question. we related. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was not expecting you to elaborate further. Oh my god! All right, oh. uh, all right. Um, seeing as you have moved to a new area and have settled in and live in a live in an area that you weren't in before, what is one thing you hate about your new home?
0: Oh, uh, it's a good question. My backyard sucks. Um, <laughs> it's a nice sized backyard, but we have a hill that kills me trying to mow it. Ah, uh, that sucks. I um I often don't feel real safe walking around with my camera, which is something I didn't expect. Um, I do feel safe walking around, but I just don't like carrying something expensive with me making myself a target. Um, I, um, my neighborhood is a lot more hilly than I expected it to be. And it makes riding a bike always like intense effort, which I guess is a mix of if that's good too, um, because that's fun. Um, no, it's
1: good for the calves.
0: It's one of those neighborhoods where you drive through and someone goes, Oh, is it hilly? And you go, no, And then you get on a bike and you're like, oh, wow, was I wrong? Um, I I think that's it because it's a great place to live with dietary restrictions because they have so many gluten-free options and like other options um I mean as far as all the other problems people talk about with Portland it seems on par with most cities I've been to or lived in um but for some reason Portland gets a lot of focus um but I mean other than that I really enjoy it the whole like safety thing really threw me off guard but I think that's because I always lived in more rural areas and I never lived in a city before this is my first time living in that kind of environment so it's that fear of the unknown type of thing um trying to think of something else because there's probably there are some fashions out here that are stupid and i have trouble keeping my opinion to myself and being a smart ass about it um but they change pretty often but you know if someone wants to have a neck tattoo and have some kind of crazy amount of piercings that's their choice Absolutely. i don't like hold it against them like it's something they not at all wrong but that's an expression time, of them i i laugh when i see it and i'm allowed but they're still you know they might be a good person they might be a bad person they're they're Their fashion choices don't matter. I'm not anti-tattoo, but I think like crazy neck tattoo going up your face and neck is crazy. It's an interesting choice. Yeah. There there were times that I feel very old walking down the street because I'll see people walking by and have trouble keeping my... It's just sort of like, oh, these kids today, dear God. But then you see the 70-year-old with neck tattoo, face tattoo, piercings up the wazoo. Mm -hmm. I'm Actually, if I see that, I'm kind of impressed. And I have seen that a few times, especially with the the ear stretchers and stuff. But it's a popular thing out here. And it's been a popular thing out here for a very long time. And it's sort of me having culture shock because I'd seen some of that in California, but it's not as prevalent. I mean, it's not as big a deal as it was, but there was a period of time where you would see more people with ear stretchers than you didn't. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. There's also just a lot more people out. Here. There's also just a I'm being opinionated. I mean, that's sort of the point of love or hate. And I'm being opinionated and but you know, I don't I don't care, but also I might laugh at them in my head. Fair. Or to them if they're rude. <laughs> nice. Oh, um, people who don't know how to drive in the rain, because it's a city that it rains a lot, and when it rains, it seems like the majority of the people on the road don't know how to drive in the rain. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah. That's that's a big one. Um, streets that go two ways, but only have enough room for one car at a time. Oh, Narrow-ass streets, yeah. Yep. And they really should make every other street one way in those neighborhoods. People would complain because,
1: well, I want to go that way. I don't want to have to drive all the way around. Well, the it,
0: I guess it would be hard because there are streets that people live on. But it's like when there are no driveways with no cars in them to pull into and you have Wall to War cars except for the driveways. It's like what the hell do you do? Uh
1: the one coming downhill backs up.
0: Yeah. On a flat road, it. I mean, a every flat road,
1: you, you bet the one that has the, it's whichever one of you asserts the most dominance.
0: <laughs> you, you learn what roads to stay off of. Yeah. But like, there's a couple of specific neighborhoods. One thing I really do like about this city is it's so sprawling with so many established neighborhoods that if I, I can always find something I've never seen and I can always find a neighborhood that's like, wow, this is like an entirely different city because it's a pretty big place. It. It it just goes on and on, and there's, each neighborhood is very, like, it has its own character, and I really like that. Okay. Neat. Um, I think we have time for one more, so remember, no. we'll hate. Go for it. I'll go hate. All right. We'll end it on a strong note. What is the worst kind of person at a convention? This is a tough one to not be super negative, because we've haven't... both had super negative experiences, and you could probably say, you could probably say Super Vegan Brian and be correct. Because <laughs> I have been the worst possible person at a convention, but we've all had good times and bad times at conventions.
1: In in my opinion, the worst person at a convention is the person that is,
0: oh, how do I say this? Um, they're having fun at the expense of other people.
1: That's a big part of it. The other part of it is them having fun is they're like trying to constantly show off how much more they know about every little tiny thing.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a whole like specific category.
1: Yeah, that is like the worst person in the world to me. Doesn't matter what you say, they've got something better, or they know more about you than somebody. It's just. And at an anime convention, when everything's amped up, and there's a lot of this stuff has such broad histories and backstories and. The the lore behind a lot of this stuff goes so much deeper than most people even realize. That someone that gets hyper focused on something and can dig in and find all the hidden stories, like there is so much story behind Fate Stay Night that. I, as a big fan, don't even know what the hell's going on. That I don't. I wouldn't even try to have a deep conversation about the overarching story with somebody about that because I have no clue about it. But you know, it's, I, I try and say something about one of the characters, and all of a sudden, I'm getting a 45 minute diatribe about how I should know all this stuff. <laughs> it is that that is the worst kind of person to to go to a, 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 a at least like an anime convention to me.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the whole like I know more than you mansplaining to everybody it, and mm-hmm. the the gender neutral mansplain because i've seen both sides do this oh yeah um or all sides do this um the i think people who are like bullies but not bullies in like the physical sense but bullies in that they're literally trying to make everybody's life harder and they think it's fun Mm-hmm. That's another category, but those are rarer. We've talked about that specific thing that happened to me on the show so that's not a good one to talk about but um I um I did think of something though an anecdote I don't think I've ever told you before. I was running a game at Gen con and I this was something that's probably considered bad behavior. But I was so impressed that they did it that I let it go. So someone came up to the table. And mm-hmm. for context for listeners, this is Pathfinder Society Organized Play, Pathfinder Second Edition Rules. Pathfinder Organized Play is like people playing role-playing games at conventions. There's certain roles. And it, the way it works is you can take characters from table to table and play them at different events and just continue your character on playing with different people. And I was running a game and a guy came up and goes, how do you feel about this rule?" And I went, this is what that rule means. And this what about this rule? And what about this rule? And what about this rule? And they were all like exploits of rules. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't agree with that one. I don't agree with that one. That one actually is rules is written. So that one would be good. Pulled out a binder that was organized based on rule exploits mm-hmm. and picked the character that I was okay with. Wow. And if it wasn't at a con and if it wasn't like a time crunch thing, I'd have been like, dude, probably would have audited the characters. Absolutely. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, just the audacity of it blew my mind. But when I thought about it, I've kind of done the same thing because I would go to GMs and be like, how do you feel about grappling? And they'd be like, well, this is how it works. And I'd be like, no, it doesn't. I'm not going to play that character. And I play a different one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But you're not specifically asking about, you know, grappling is one thing. You're not going, OK, well, how about how about, you know, if you don't like grappling, how about throwing stuff? How about throwing I don't anything? Remember how about what the specific
0: and- exploits were, but and- they were egregious they were egregious exploits they were cheating that that particular
1: brand of min-maxing reeks to me of someone who cannot stand to lose yeah they want to always win no matter what bending whatever rules they have to at that point why bother to play the game
0: that that being said i'll share the positive story to balance it out Mm. Deadpool played games at that con and Deadpool was the best person to have on the table. It's a guy in a full Deadpool suit playing Deadpool, had a Deadpool mini, would have in-character conversations with the in-character alternative personality of Deadpool and also have in real-world conversations with the other personality. And sometimes the in-real-world personality of Deadpool would get into arguments with the alternate personality in their RPG, and it would get very meta, and it was very fun to watch.
1: Okay. I'm trying to picture how it would work at a table. He's having a conversation in one tone of voice,
0: which is to another, and argues with himself? It would just be Deadpool. And he did the voice like the... Um, the um North, what's the guy's name? The guy who did the voice of Deadpool in the video game? No clue. Nolan North. He Nolan North when doing the alternate personality, it was like a narrator voice. And he did that voice.
1: Okay. You and just said you just said a name to me that really doesn't mean anything. So okay. Yeah. Gotta, yeah. I, I trust
0: you. Nolan North is the big it's sort of like the um God, I can't think of his name. The voice of Batman on the animated series. Can't think of his name. Anyway, the um Nolan North is like the voice of Deadpool. He was the first person to voice Deadpool in a video game and he's voiced him in a lot of other things. He's a big voice actor. He's done a lot of stuff. But um yeah, the guy playing Deadpool, playing Deadpool was one of the most interesting things I've ever had to happen to me at a con. It was very fun. And Everyone else I'd talked to who went to Gen Con, that Gen Con that I knew from California, all of them were like, "Did you play with Deadpool? Oh my god, it was so amazing!" I kind of wondered if it was someone famous behind the mask. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I
1: mean, that's like the time Will Wheaton sat down at one of our uh, Midnight Madness uh, oh, I'd Pathfinder heard about tables. That. Yeah. He came to the con one day, and it was like it was midnight, and uh, Grant was GMing, and Will Wheaton sits down at his midnight madness table. <laughs> How did
0: Grant feel about that?
1: I, he just treated. He was just like uh, Grant was on like day two of a three day bender. So by bender, I mean staying up constantly for like three days. So he was kind of out of it anyway it's <laughs> uh, GMing. So oh, that's cool. He tells the story of he, just, he had a baseball cap on, and everything he looked at him and went. It was a, it was a cool if I play. Grant looked at him and went, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Set down and then later on at the end of the night he looked at him and, went and uh confirmed confirmed that he was indeed who he was and he kind of just nodded and kept it very low key. I nice. don't think anyone else at the table knew. I don't know, I wasn't there. I was playing poker downstairs.
0: Nice. I I never got to see him or meet him at a con. I didn't know but... other people tell the story of getting to but I'd never. Yeah got
1: to. like I know he used to go regularly but he hasn't been in a long time yeah. which is unfortunate because I would love to play a board game with him. <laughs> That's a problem; um, he'd probably get mobbed.
0: The, um, the guy who did the Catan games in LA was an actor. He was an actor that was on Bones and he played the he played the doctor on Bones that ended up going crazy and becoming like the accomplice of a series killer, mm-hmm. but he was the guy who ran Catan in L.A. And the first time I went to Strategic Con when he was there, I recognized him and had the mental conflict of, I don't want to ruin this guy's con by saying hi and saying I like his acting because I know he's there to do Catan. <laughs> I did see Will Wheaton at Gen Con, but there was so much security that there was no way you could have approached him. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's, that is one of the big differences between Strategic Con and these other big cons is you know
0: yeah he could walk around and not be noticed. Yeah. Was that at the old hotel or the LAX?
1: It was at LAX, but I think it was back at the Weston. Yeah. When we first started doing the Society games.
0: Oh, I didn't even know the West Weston. Er, no, I, sorry, I, not the Westin. The Sheridan, the Sheridan. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The the old hotel before it was at yeah. the LAX Hilton. Sorry, I call it LAX because I actually used to work for Hilton. <laughs> Makes
1: uh, sense. That would be the name of that particular one. yeah
0: they were all codes usually they were the airport code of the hotel um makes sense so i think that's it we're doing a little bit of a short one today we're still gonna do bonus episode but we're a little short and if you want to check out video for this episode or bonus episode you could join us and support us on patreon patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. and if you don't want to do that you know our our episodes to listen to are always free and we are looking at the possibility of doing free major memberships on the Patreon, but we are not quite there yet. I know Patreon is order offering free memberships now. Um we have to figure out what that means. Anyway, um I've been Super Vegan Brian. I was joined by David the Yubaldither. Bye everybody. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome.